we were in negotiations. Investing in real estate. They're winning, they're making money. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Real Estate Educators Podcast, where we provide the education you can build on. I am your host, Kevin Amalsh. This is a podcast unlike anything that I've seen, where we not only focus on real estate investors and helping you, but also the content creation behind it. We want to help more real estate investors and real estate influencers build wealth. All right, if you like it, even if you don't, do me a favor, give me a five-star rating and share it with a pal. I am so excited to have one of my good friends, colleagues. We've worked together for, what, 13 years now, Mr. Justin Cooper. What's up, Coop? Kevin Amos, thank you for having me. It's, it's a real pleasure to be on the podcast. I appreciate you inviting me on. I'm excited to hear your story. I know the story, but I don't think all of our <laughs> listeners do. And gosh, you've got some funny stories. So I'm sure we're going to dig into some of that. I love um, it. So I'm going to let you introduce yourself, but I will say this. You've, you've had quite a bit of real estate experience. Even before I met you, you were doing some fix and flips and some rental property stuff. And then we started working together 13 years ago, and you've helped hundreds and hundreds of real estate investor clients build wealth. So you're the perfect person to be on this podcast. So take it away, man. Tell us who you are. Yeah, I appreciate that, Kevin. So, uh, Justin Cooper, I am a loan officer with Pine Financial Group. I am a full-time real estate investor. Uh, I married with two kids. I live in Denver, Colorado. I grew up in New York. Um, I actually came out to Colorado for college. I wanted to be a veterinarian. And uh, clearly things didn't pan out in that direction, but I'm quite happy with the direction it's gone. Um, but yeah, I moved to Colorado, gosh, I don't know, 1996 for college and really just never left. Um, and so worked my way up. I tried the corporate thing. I tried some working for some other companies, uh, more on the construction industry side. <laughs> and um, through all of that, through uh, working for these other companies and businesses, they had one of those, you know, work hard, play hard mentalities. And I worked my way up to a spot where that meant I would go in to the office at 6.30 in the morning. And sometimes I wouldn't leave till 11 o'clock at night. And so after a while that, and I was working with plumbers, I was selling plumbing supplies wholesale. And so after one of those, you know, 12, 15, 18 hour days, whatever it was, I come home and I pop down on the couch at 11 o'clock at night, just to kind of wind down a little bit. And of course, what do I see at 11 o'clock at night? late night infomercials, yeah. right? And so this was back in the day where late night infomercials was the way, right? This was before Facebook ads or before Facebook, right? Before all of these other things that we have nowadays. And so that was how the real estate gurus got their information out there to us. And so I'm watching these late night infomercials and there's these people who look like they're doing well. They got the Hawaiian shirts, the beach behind them, the beautiful women, the boats, all the things that I'm sitting there in a sweaty button-down shirt, having pulled the orders for plumbers that have to go out in the next morning. And I'm thinking, you know, what I'm seeing on TV looks a heck of a lot better than what I'm doing day in and day out. So I kind of fell into that whole sales funnel because really that's what it is, right? It's the top of the sales funnel where you have the infomercial and then that gets you to the live informational session at the hotel. That gets you into a three-day boot camp. The three-day boot camp gets you into the coaching session, right? We all know this. It's a tried and true process. Um, but it, it worked for me. It sucked me in. 
And I, I was hooked. I didn't have the money to go to the seminars, to the three days, especially not for the coaching, but I was able to stay up till 11 o'clock at night, watch for that next guru to come to town, go to the free informational sessions, write down as much as I could, soak in the notes. And, um, and I really felt that real estate was going to be the way, you know, growing up, my dad and I remodeled our house a lot. Um, I re-roofed it. I put on a deck in the backyard. We built a koi pond. I think before they were called koi ponds, we just had a pond with some goldfish. <laughs> um, it, but, you know, I was very handy, right? I was used to working on our house. And so investing in real estate, doing fix and flips was making a lot of sense with the background that I had. You know, I mean, it seems so obvious, but it's not until your eyes are open to it that when I was in college, I lived in a house and I paid rent. And somebody owned that house that I paid rent to, right? I was on the other side of being a landlord. I was the tenant. And it was just kind of making sense. This guy, we're cutting checks to him every single month. And he would show up, I don't know, once a summer, bring a six pack of beer and mow the lawn. And I'm like, this is the greatest thing ever. Of course, I understand now that's like how he was doing an inspection on his property. But it was genius. He was renting to college kids, making sure they weren't trashing his place, you know. Uh, and all of this started clicking and making sense as I'm going to these things. And so jump ahead, I did come up with the money. I had used OPM, other people's money, to go to one of those three-day weekends. It was my father's. Uh, I, I hit up my dad. I borrowed some money from him. Um, and the other half, I put on credit cards. I went to the three-day boot camp. I fell in love. This is the direction. And of course, I knew that from going to the boot camp, I don't have enough money to get into this. I don't know how I'm going to really make this work. But this was going to be the future. So jump ahead a little bit. I meet my wife and she wants to invest in real estate. And so then it almost turned into a competition, right? In some ways, we're both very type A personalities. So then it became, who's going to buy the house first, right? Am I going to buy, buy my fixer upper, my fix and flip, or is she going to buy her fixer upper where she lives in it and puts in her sweat equity and gains equity that way? So it turns out, of course, we both bought properties within like three months of each other. Um, but it was also a pivotal point where we moved in together. And we're now married and it's been, gosh, 18 years since we've been together. Um, but that was really how I bought my first property, um, was going to those classes, thinking I knew what I was doing, meeting my wife. And she was really the driving factor, whether she knew, knows it or not, for me actually jumping in and getting into real estate. And of course, through that, I started getting into more of the real estate investor community going to some of the RIAs locally here in Denver. And um, honestly, when it came time for the lifestyle design of real estate investing, right, which all the gurus say you got to do, you got to have your big why, you got to have your vision. Well, my vision was I'm going to do so many fix and flips. I'm going to make so much money through those fix and flips that eventually I'm going to have enough money to become a hard money lender myself, have my money work for me, right? And I don't have to swing the hammers and all that stuff. And so the end goal was to be a hard money lender and kind of mentor and coach my clients as to how the industry works. And I think, you know, Kevin and I, we talk a lot about the law of attraction. We talk a lot about um, the book, The Secrets. And I think because I put that vision out there, you know, instead of being 50, 60 for that vision to come true in my early 30s, in this case, an opportunity with Kevin and Pine Financial came up and I jumped on it. And that's exactly what I do now and have been doing for a decade is being a hard money lender and sharing what I know about investing 
uh, to help our clients grow and, and take their business to the next level. Yeah, and you've done quite a bit since then too. Fix and flips, bunch of rental properties. I know you've made some investments through your IRA and you've got all kinds of experience now and, and then compound that with the experience through your clients. And gosh, man, um, what a great resource you are. So we started working together. I still remember that interview when we, were, when we interviewed <laughs> you and, and you, were, you were saying how young I am and, and we were the same age, basically. And we're like, <laughs> dude, we're so young and we're doing this. That was, that was, uh, that was awesome. And we, and we are, and we, and we did. Um, and, and look at us now, Pine Financial is uh, pretty successful. And a lot of that's because of you. Um, so let's, let's talk about the um, education side of the business, because I, I wanted to bring you on because Pine Financial Group's focus, marketing focus is on content creation and putting that out and adding value to our clients as much as possible in hopes to help them, of course, and to get business out of it as well. So um, you've really done a good job with that. So tell us some of the things you've done on the education side to, to generate interest in business. Yeah. So one of the foundational, I think, educational pieces that we offer is uh, like a two hour class on what is hard money. You know, I, you put this class together, gosh, I don't know, day one, probably. Um, and it's just a great class, right? We start off with what is hard money? How does it work? We dive into some case studies to really show the numbers, right? Uh, this is how it works in real life. It's not any of this fix this, flop that kind of TV shows, right? Where they say, you bought it for this, you put in this much, and now you sold it for that and you're a millionaire, right? Like here's the actual numbers that actually go into it. Um, and we spend a lot of time going over that, helping them understand how to analyze a deal, how to run their numbers in this class. And so in two hours, we're giving a massive amount of content. Um, and I think that is one of our foundational uh, pieces of education, that hard money class. And so with that, what we do is um, we've got a really good database uh, now, having been around for so many years and teaching those classes. Um, you know, it seems like a no brainer, but having a sign-in sheet, asking for people's names, phone numbers, and email addresses and building that database. You know, when you talk to marketers, something that is so foundational is controlling your list. And when you're on Facebook or, you know, even on YouTube or a podcast, you don't necessarily control the list of, of listeners, but by having their email address, you control that list. And so what we've done is we've taken those lists and we market directly to them through meetup and directly through email, letting them know when we're doing these classes. So we try to do this class at least once a, a month. We can do it by ourselves, either in our office, online, um, we'll rent out a library or someplace else, or we'll partner up with other folks like title companies, real estate brokerages. Um, and by that, we're kind of cross-pollinating their lists. So we will get people from the title company. The title company will get people from us who maybe haven't heard of the title company yet. And we'll come together and we'll provide a massive amount of education. Um, and through that, we've had just massive success, you know, and, and just doing it consistently. You would think that over a decade of doing the same class once a month that, you know, the market might get tired of it. But consistently, we get between 10 and 30 people showing up to a live class in the middle of a day. Um, and, and so we know it's working. We know it works. So that's one of the biggest things we do. You know, we have, of course, expanded into other classes. We have a class on after repair value, something, you know, how do you develop your after repair value? It's such a foundational number that I think for so many people is almost an afterthought where they think I have, I buy it for this, I fix it for this, I have to sell it for that. 
But of course, it's always the opposite. You sell for this. So then what do my numbers have to be in order to make it profitable? So we cover that a two hour class of how to do it, how to think like an appraiser. Um, we've got some other classes that we do on how to fix and flip on the burr strategy on buying rentals with little to no money down because you know as a hard money lender it's such a great strategy that ties in so well with hard money teaching you know what each one of those letters means the b r r r r in the burr strategy um and so those are the foundational classes that we do um each month each quarter but we've done so many other educational things at pine financial group that is really just I think helped us grow. We have, you know, over the years, this has changed from time to time, but we had a once a month networking event, a uh, happy hour. <clears throat> so, so in a way it was a real estate investor association, right? It was a RIA, it was a monthly meeting, but we had a very different spin on it. It was no national gurus coming into town. It was all local people. It was, it was either ourselves or our local partners coming in and speaking to the group. It was a happy hour setting, trying to be at a bar. We'd have a private room so people could get a little more relaxed, have a couple of drinks. Um, and really was there for the local education and the networking that goes along with a local event like that. So we had a ton of success with those events. Um, it kind of led to maybe our, our, our big once a year event, the Real Estate Investor Success Summit. We do that now twice a year, once in Denver and once in Minnesota. And this is an all day live event um, and probably the thing, again, that separates us from a lot of these other groups that do these things is no sales pitches, all local speakers. We don't really bring in any national speakers. It's all local speakers talking about relevant topics. Um, and so it brings in a lot of folks. I mean, I think at, at our biggest event, we had over 500 people attend, um, but consistently year in, year out, even post pandemic, we're getting 300 plus people showing up to these things. I think some of that has to do with Pine Financial's reputation, which of course we've grown by doing these events year over year. But I think it also speaks to the education we're providing, the no sales pitches, no rushing to the back of the room to sign up for anything, um, all local speakers that they can go and talk to, right? The speakers will come, usually they're vendors. We, we have local vendors in the room. The speakers are also vendors. So they're there all day. And then we provide one free drink at the end of the day. And then, because we also have a networking happy hour at the end of that one, and so people will stick around, the speakers will, will stick around, you're able to connect with these local experts who are just on the stage, and you can talk to them and potentially use them in your business as well. So it's a fantastic networking event, as well as educational event. Um, and again, we, we, gosh, we have hundreds of people show up to that, dozens of vendors show up to that. Uh, and it's just a really, really powerful networking and educational event that we do. I love that you're, you're going into that success summit because we've had so much fun and so much success with that event. It's, it's cool because we, when we do it in Minnesota, most of the team is here in Colorado. And when we go out to Minnesota, it's like, okay, hall pass, baby. Like we don't have, <laughs> you know, it's, it's uh, we're all together, you know, and we're all in the hotel room and, and we let loose a little bit and that's just a lot of fun. And, and in Denver, the, the happy hour is great too. It's just, we all go home afterwards. So it's not like, like we get too rowdy or anything, but um, those are a lot of fun. And, and those events after the event, after the event, that's where a lot of deals happen. Um, and it all started with just that success summit and getting people in and providing them value. 
The Real Estate Educators Podcast is brought to you by Pine Financial Group. Pine Financial Group is a private lender specializing in value-add bridge lending for real estate investors. This is accomplished by raising private money from individual investors and lending that money out in short-term real estate loans. Pine operates one of the coolest public mortgage funds on the market because it brings consistency and security to your investment portfolio without giving up on returns. The fund pays its investors a flat 8% return with monthly distributions. There is a low minimum investment and no lockup period. That's right. You can request all of your money back at any time without any fees. Diversify your portfolio out of Wall Street and into Main Street with the Pine Financial Group Public Fund PFG Fund 5. Find out more at pinefinancialgroup.com. That's pinefinancialgroup.com. One of the classes that you've taught at these events quite often, I love listening to it because it really does crack me up. Like you are such so fantastic on that stage and, and you've gotten better and better over the years, like, like we all do, right? Uh, but your, your, your how to lose money or how, what's it? How to lose money on your first flip or something like yeah, that? Yeah, five surefire ways to lose money on your first flip. Okay, this generates a lot of interest and you always, I, I'm sure you've closed business from this, this one class, but even if you haven't, you have built a reputation and a network from it. So man, tell us about this class. What, what did you create here? You know, it, it's like, you know, I, I'm sure a lot of our listeners and other folks on here are educators. And so we're doing a lot of speaking. We're putting together presentations and classes and, and trainings and stuff. And this was one of the first ones I put together. And somehow when I did it, it was like the stars just aligned to make just an amazing presentation. I, I, I honestly don't know how I did it. And I have not been able to recreate the magic. <laughs> That's not going to help us here. <laughs> Um, but it, it's basically the story of my very first fix and flip that first one I did in 2007, uh, when I met my wife and so it takes all the, yes, I lost money on it. Hence the title, but it's also, I drilled it down to the five biggest ways and reasons I lost money. And then I'd show the other side of how not to screw up what I did. So it's not only like how to do it right, but it's also what I really screwed up. And here's the pictures and here's the examples and here's the stories. Um, because, you know, they say that, you know, the, the best way to learn is to go out and do something. And the second best way is to learn from somebody else who went out and did something. And so that's what I'm trying to do there. I'm trying to let them know that this is what I did. This is how I did it. This is all the ways I screwed up. And now this is what I've learned from it and how to do it better. And so, I mean, it, like we just said about the ARV, we teach a class on this. I did not go to this class back in 2007, 2006, when I was trying to do it. And that was by far the biggest thing I screwed up. You know, I was off with my ARV by $50,000, um, which in today's world, in some price points, that's not that big of a deal. But when the ARV I thought was 212,000 and it turned out I sold it for like 165,000, that's significant. You know, <laughs> that was, if I screwed up, everything else, but not that I still would have made money, but you know, it's the ARV, it's the scope of work. You know, basically I didn't have one. Um, it's it me running the numbers and analyzing the deal. You know, like I paid all this money. I went to these courses and I basically threw it all out the window and I just winged it all. Um, but I didn't analyze the deal appropriately. Um, I didn't have the right team members around me. I didn't have enough money in the bank. Um, all of these things. And so, um, 
you know, now these are things that we talk about all day, every day with our hard money clients, with anybody we meet and talk about, like, here's the things you need to do. And back in the day, I screwed up all of them. Um, but there's other stories, right? Here's the other, you know, reason 872 that I lost money on, you know, this deal and all these other things, because it, there's so many other factors. There was a lot of mindset issues that went into it. Um, but yeah, I, I basically took that first fix and flip, how I lost money, how not to do what I did. Um, but I, I really helped paint the picture of what I did and how it went wrong. Um, and, and, and just, I, I don't know. It's, it's <laughs> I, I think being able to tell the story from stage helps it be less embarrassing. Um, but it's interesting because after I get off stage, after I talk for, you know, an hour, an hour and a half about all the things I screwed up, I will have people come up and say, oh, hey, you forgot this reason. You forgot about that. Last time I heard this story, I didn't hear it this time. Or, you know, I had something just like that, or I just talked to somebody and they screwed up this thing. And um, so I think in a lot of ways, it's also very relatable um, to the people who have invested before. It's a great reminder to people who've already been investing that you got to focus on the basics because really that's what I was screwing up was the basics. Yeah, and as a hard money lender, um, you're, you act as a consultant to your clients now. So you help them avoid those mistakes. In fact, you can't make the mistake of not having a scope of work when you're working with a hard money lender. They're going to require that, right? Yeah, hundred percent. And so, you know, we, I talk about that in the, in the class and I talk about that when I'm on the phone with clients is, you know, here's what we do as a hard money lender. Here's why it's so important. And, and you know, sometimes you get pushback from clients as, as a hard money lender. Um, you get pushback. Oh yeah, no, I get this. Or oh, I talk to this other lender and they don't require it. And so I think it really helps take their guard down when I say, look, I, I get it. Some people don't require it you know, this isn't necessarily why Pine Financial requires it, but this is why I wish I had someone like Pine Financial sitting on my shoulder, looking over my shoulder, saying, here's what you need, here's how you do it, because I didn't have that and I lost money. Um, and sometimes when I explain that to people, their guard comes down, they get a little more understanding, and sometimes even will say thank you, um, because I'm really doing it with the best intention for the client, trying to help them through stuff. I'm not just checking off with our underwriting guidelines. It's this is how it will help you and why you should do it. Yeah, we pride ourselves on making sure our clients are successful. In fact, we only succeed when our clients do, right? So um, you've been fantastic at that. And, and sometimes we lose a loan here and there because we don't want to put our client into a bad situation. So it's not only the content creation and providing value through education, but it's also a little hand-holding mentoring through the process too. And, and as you said at the very beginning, that's exactly what you wanted to do. You are a coach at heart, right? So you weren't expecting this, but are you still doing some consulting or what, what does that look like for you right now? Yeah, I, I appreciate that, Kevin. So I was dabbling in doing some coaching and consulting outside of what I do with Pine and outside of, you know, my personal investing. Um, I kind of took a little step back. I had, uh, I call it a health scare, you know, the doctors and stuff were like, oh, whatever, you have high blood pressure. But to me, it felt like a lot more at the time. And so I kind of took a step back, you know, like a year or two ago. Uh, and it really just focused on my health and my family and, and growing pine and growing with pine. Uh, and so I haven't really done a whole lot lately. Um, but yeah, what I was doing there and what I would love to get back to, because I really just at the heart of me, like you said, am a coach and, and love helping people. What I was doing there was helping folks, you know, busy professionals 
get into real estate investing and helping them buy rentals. So not any of this, you know, no money down, knock on doors, be a wholesaler, you know, that so many other gurus are out there saying, but understanding that there's this whole massive segment of folks who have good jobs, who make good money, who want to keep their jobs, but they're doing potentially so well that they have money and they don't know what to do with it, right? Maybe they're scared of the stock market. They don't understand the stock market. They understand that sometimes the stock market is playing us instead of us playing the stock market and they want to have more control. And so they don't have the time or the expertise to be fix and flippers, uh, but they know real estate could be a way. So I kind of help them understand how to invest in real estate, how to buy rentals. Um, I think I put a very different spin than a lot of other folks because I encourage property managers. I, I don't know anybody who uses a property manager who likes their property manager. Uh, in fact, I know most property managers don't even <laughs> like themselves as property managers. It's just such a hard business, but they are the experts. They know the rules. They understand the moving parts. Um, and so again, these folks that I've been working with um, know and, and want to keep their job. So they don't want to be a property manager expert. So how do we hire and vet someone? Um, you know, Kevin, you and I obviously being in financing for so long, I think we understand how important financing is to real estate investing. And I think so many other folks out there teaching real estate investing, uh, think of financing as an afterthought. You know, I, I remember, I can't tell you how many pages of notes I have where I've written down, find a good deal and the money will follow, right? But in my approach, financing is first. You have to understand the financing so that you can understand how to get a good deal. So you're not going out looking for buying, you know, million dollar rentals when you can only qualify for a $300,000 condo or something like that, right? If you understand the financing, you can then follow that through and say, well, maybe I do want the burst strategy and I need to understand hard money and conventional lending, or just what do I qualify for? So I can then have an agent, somebody else working for me because I'm a busy, you know, uh, entrepreneur or whatever I'm doing and have an agent say, here is what I want to buy. Go find it. Here's my my pre-qualification letter, my pre-approval letter from a lender, I'm already approved. Like, let's just go get this done. Um, and so I think I take a very different approach and I haven't had many clients, to be honest. It's It's been a, like a passion project. I've had maybe six, seven clients, but every one of those clients has bought deals. Um, and most of them have bought multiple deals. So, you know, whether it's just the encouragement and these are already driven people who are going to do it with or without me, or just, you know, maybe I, I found a way that really helps uh, either way, it, it feels great when you can coach and help someone and you see them be successful. It's just fantastic. So I love that feeling, but I also get that every day with the hard money stuff. So it's, uh, you know, the more I can help people grow um, and make more money for themselves and for their family, that's really what I love seeing is helping other folks be successful. And that passion just comes out and dude, you are changing lives, Right. I, I and I feel so. the same. I think so. I, I I really do feel that. And and, it, and it's there's evidence with that with the, the thank you emails and notes and things that we get when we're helping someone get over a hump that they're struggling with. And you know the good real estate educators and influencers out there, they really do focus on the value they provide to their uh, audience before what benefit they can get from themselves. I do believe that, and I've seen that with you, and that's why I'm really glad to have you on the show. There's so much coop that I want to ask. I want to get into your, your webinars that you were doing. I want to get into some of the other classes that you've, te you, you've been teaching, um, some of the YouTube stuff that we've done together. 
Um, we are out of time, so I'm going to have to have to bring you back on to go through some of these other topics and just to get to know you a little bit better too. So we're definitely going to have you back on the show um, later. But for now, I do want to ask you this. Um, this is one of my favorite questions that I hear sometimes on the Tim Ferriss show. If you if you know of Tim, uh -oh. he likes he likes to ask about the billboard. You know, you yeah, know the question I, about the billboard. As soon as he said that, I'm like, oh, here it comes. Here's the billboard. <laughs> it's the billboard I, question. And I didn't prep you for this, so I'm, I'm no. just curious. What would you what would you put on a billboard? You know, just as we're wrapping up and and thinking uh, through this last little bit. You know, the, the quote that came to mind was from Zig Ziglar. Um, if you help, I think I'm pretty sure this is what it is and from Zig, but uh, if you help enough people get what they want, you'll get what you want. That I just butchered it. It's not that, but it's something it's very similar to, yeah. it's it's close. I don't feel like it's right, but it was, it was close, right? If you help enough people get what they want, you know, then you will be able to get what you want. So you can have anything uh, you want if you help enough other people get what they want or exactly, something. right? And I think that's very much been, um, financials um direction you know something underlying with pine financial is is the giving and the helping and the coaching and the consulting and the hand holding you know and all that stuff that we do um and, and that is one of the reasons you know that pine financial has been so successful you know we lead with the education we lead with the help um and that's why people keep coming back time and time again yeah i appreciate that and appreciate you um, how do we get a hold of you, man? If, if, if we have questions for you, if you're open to it, whether we're looking to do <laughs> real estate deals, flips, we want to borrow some money, we want just some advice on creating a class and, and delivering that or, or anything, if, if you're open to it, how do we get a hold of you? Yeah, so I'll give uh, two ways. Um, first and foremost, my email address, Justin at pinefinancialgroup.com. You know, I sit at a desk and, and have my email in front of me uh, most of the day. And when I'm not there, it comes to my phone. So email is definitely the best way to communicate, I think, um, especially if we're going to get into a conversation. It's a way to kind of track what's going on over time. Uh, the other way, and I don't know if I should really do this, but my cell phone number, you know, I mean, if you really want to chat, you know, give me a call. There's a good chance if I don't recognize you, I'll send you a voicemail, but leave me a voicemail and I'll give you a call back for sure. Uh, my cell phone number is 303-916-5366. And the email, I don't think you gave that. Did you give that? Well, I'll give it again for you. <laughs> Justin at pinefinancialgroup.com. Okay, you can check out the classes that we're doing. Coop's highly involved in all of that stuff. So you probably get him or, or someone else with Pine Financial. You can check out the classes at pinefinancialgroup.com. And then up in the menu section, you go to Pine Insight free events. Come check us out at one of our classes, one of our events. Check out our YouTube channel. It's youtube.com backslash Pine Financial. Get a hold of Coop if you have any questions and we'll catch you on the next one. Thanks, Coop. Thanks, Kevin. Appreciate it. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. If you did, please be sure to follow and leave us a review. Oh yeah. And tell a friend.